What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly... Ah, my voice just fucking cracked. <laughs> your weekly Halo Esports podcast. Will? Yeah. We may be late, but goddamn it, we're here. Hey, we made it happen. In person. Yeah. In the flesh. Is it in the flesh or is it in the flash? It's in the flesh, right? I mean, we're in... Yeah. I, yeah. Right. Have you ever thought about that? I, I don't know what the fuck it actually is called. Do I need to Google right off the bat here? Hey, we, we, you know how we do this show. That's what we do. Uh, this episode 197 for the week of August 22nd, 2021. So as it's titled, I'm going to, I'm going to include the title in the show, even though it's in the show notes and it's in the Twitch thing. I'm going to include the fucking title of the show. The title of this show is expectations versus reality. We're going to talk about things. Yeah, it's in the flesh, man. In, the, in flesh. the flesh. That's what I thought. In the flesh. I thought so, too. That's why I said it that way, but I didn't know for certain, so I was just making damn sure. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire, and before we get into the illustrious introduction of my esteemed guest here, uh, Voodoo Man, welcome. Justin, welcome. Turo, welcome. And Natana, yeah, all right, welcome, too. Welcome back to the live show. Yeah. This week, I'm joined by, in person, in the flesh, <laughs> the man in the monkey hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem, bitch. Will, hey, uh, how you doing? I'm fine, man. How are you? You know, I'm great. Yeah? I'm great. We had a good day today. It's been a good day. It's been a good day. A great day. A phenomenal day. Wonderful day. <laughs> what a wonderful day. Exceptional day. Oh, man. Huh? Yeah. Fantastical day. Ooh. <laughs> fantastical. That's a good one. Yes. I don't know if I can top that. We'll go with fantastical day. All right. Fantastical day it is. And I hope everybody else is having a fantastical day as well. Welcome to the live show. If you're watching live, if you're listening to the audio version of the show, hello to you as well. Hope you're having a great day doing whatever you're doing, working, exercising, mowing the lawn. It's what I do when I listen to podcasts sometimes, jerking off, whatever you plan to do. It's up to you. We're not going to judge you, you know, as long as you're not harming others. It's all that matters. What's up, gas man? Shitting? Fucking shitting, bro. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, I just want We're people. Places you know what I, I want? Expecting you go today. You know what I want? I want those who have like an Audible partnership or Audible sponsorship to be like, you can listen to audiobooks anywhere. You can listen to Audible audiobooks. This is not an ad, by the way. You can listen to Audible audiobooks anywhere. Working, exercising, taking a shit, whatever. See, that's that's what I want to hear. You know, real life Man. shit. Okay. Literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're listening to the audio version of the show while doing whatever you're doing, hope you're uh, enjoying that thing that what you're doing. If you're watching the VOD on YouTube, hello. Is, I mean, unless you're listening to us in the background, in which case you didn't see me wave to you, but I mean, hey, whatever. I'm not going to judge you. It's fine. However, wherever you're listening to the show, thank you very much for being here, for listening, for joining, whatever you're doing. We appreciate it. Will, do you want to know what's, uh, just bring it all back. Do you yeah. want to know what's coming up on this week's episode of the show? Let them know. 
Esports Arena is back. The results of the Twitch Rivals Halo 2 event. Halo Infinite launch expectations versus reality. And CDL champs results. Yes. You know, our predictions may have been wrong, but for what it's worth, we did make it further than what I realistically thought we were going to do. So I'll take that. I had hope. And uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mar, welcome back as well. We all appreciate you, of course. Oh, I, I appreciate you too, man. Thank you so much. Um, well, further ado, Will, get on the buttons because we got some competitive news. First up, weekly esports arena Halo 5 4v4s are returning. This is by Materums at NoobCombo.com. Man, you thought it was coming later. Ah, uh, right now. Esports Arena are back. Today they announced, not today, today, but like when the announcement came, they announced that they will be hosting their weekly Halo 5 4v4 tournaments once again, starting on September 5th. Details and settings will remain the same as they have in the past, with double elimination tournaments starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that each have a $1,000 prize pool. Each round will be a best of three with HCS settings. Tournaments are scheduled for the month of September and are open for registration now, so check out the events page at noobcombo.com for more information. You can watch each tournament live over at Esports Arena's Twitch channel. And then you can catch the results here. HS Pro Talk, your uh, weekly Halo Esports podcast. Um, Mar says, and no need for speculation to Dr. Disrespect situation since there's, quote, there's a reason why we are suing the shit out of them, end quote, from the doc. So much Halo goodness, so little time. We need to make cloning a thing. Oh, man. <laughs> cloning would be amazing. Not me, though. I don't want more of me running around. I'm a shitter. Um, <laughs> but. Literally and figuratively, but uh, that's besides the point. So the the other news story that we have, Will, Flamesword is coming back. This is by Flamesword on Twitter, and I quote, been having a lot of people swing by the stream asking if I'll be competing come Halo Infinite, and the answer is yes. I've enjoyed playing all these other games in my downtime, but Halo will always be where the heart is. You can, uh, for business inquiries, you can reach out to flameswordhaloinfinite at gmail.com. If that's not a new fucking de- 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 email address, I don't know what it's. Holy crap. Jesus Christ. So, Flame coming in this late. in the, It feels like it's late because all these other major teams have been locked up, real, realistically. Um, I'm curious to see who he will be playing with, what team will be formed, and who's going to pick him up. So, I feel like he's, he might still have the skills to pay the bills. He may. Those, those old man hands, you know. One of the OG Optic members. We'll see what happens. Good luck to him. Good luck to him. That's it. If you're competitive news. Justin says, I just wish I could absorb information while I sleep. Would I actually stay on top of my podcast library? So did Flame Sword just kill or just skip H5? No. Uh, Flame actually was on, I believe, the original Optic roster when Optic came into Halo 5 before they basically dropped their entire roster and picked up that CLG roster. So I believe he was on that, if I'm not mistaken. I think, obviously, I think he was on another team before that, before Optic came in, but I'm pretty sure he was on that Optic roster before they picked up CLG. So there you go. 
Did did we are okay? We already did do the soundbite and shit. Um, Turo says, "I want someone to pick up flame, but let's use his status quo team." I fuck it. That'd be amazing. Bring back status quo. But here's the problem: is status quo is that a property that is owned by MLG still, like an instinct, like a carbon? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because I know that believe the hype. Um. Who the fuck got that? Oh my God. Why am I being an idiot right now? Somebody from, why am I blanking out? Chad, who owns Believe the Hype right now? Is it Maniac? Is it Optic Maniac? That was the first name that popped into my head, but I, I didn't want to be wrong. Turo says, from what I'm aware, it's no longer being used. Right, but that's, okay, so... I, I want to know if it's still owned by MLG, regardless if it's being used or not. Maniac got the trademark. Okay, so it is Maniac for sure. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's the thing is that Believe the Hype can be used because Believe the Hype is not technically owned by MLG anymore. So I want to know if status quo still is or if that is separate now. Because if it's separate, yes, obviously I want to see a comeback, but I also don't want things to be stepped upon, trademarks to be infringed, whatever it may be. So, uh, he also said, and you're right. He was on optic. And before that, uh, for a fun event, he was on team excellence with snipe down ACE and pistola, man. What a roster that would have been. Holy shit. Justin says, I hope why I'm excited for roster mania again. Oh, can't fucking get stoked <laughs> because that shit's going to be insane. I just hope that people stick together more often come infinite, you know? Um, but yeah, that's besides the point because your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. You can check out noobcombo.com for early Halo sports needs. Um, Saturday, August 28th, the M2K fight for... Oh, God. Ibududahi? I'm really... I really apologize if I'm mispronouncing that because um, that is the Halo 1 4v4 charity tournament that's taking place to raise funds because of uh, the little one. So... Um, Please, if you're able to donate, like we said before, if you're able to donate to that event, please do share it, blast it out, watch the stream, obviously, and uh, we'll see who comes out to compete for that. Um, Turo says, yes, but Flamesword can get it from MLG since it's no longer being used. Trademarks have to be used within the period of time the patent is filed. Maniac was able to get believe the hype for basically pennies, if he even had to pay. Well, that's good to know. And if Flame wants it, then by all means, you should try to go for it. Because I think bringing these, I think it'd be really cool to have a new game with all these new talent coming in as well. Those who may not know the status quo is the believe the hypes, all the, the, the instincts, the carbons, all these old MLG names. It'd be really cool to have kind of like the, the new guns coming in with the old guard of these names coming into the fold as well. Along obviously with the major organizations that we've already talked about. Yeah. Um, Sunday, August 29th, the blue team tournaments, rainbow road, FFA series, the halo three championship. Will King Nick win again? We'll have to wait and see. He's He's been dominating. It's just become like the the joke that's not really a joke is yeah. whether or not he's going to win, right. you know? Um, but that's it for your upcoming returns of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs. And uh, if you're a fan of the pop punk, 
Then Maddie Rums, the owner of NoobCombo.com, is looking for recommendations on new music. So if you have any ideas and you listen to the pop punk genre, reach out to Maddie and let him know. Will, that's, well, that's what I got. What do you got for the tournament league recaps that happened over the past week? Yeah, so uh, we have the Halo Draft League Dust the Rust Halo 5 FFA results for real this time. In eighth place, we have Messy PM. Uh, seventh was It's Nathan Bacon. Sixth went to Blaine's. Fifth, VIP Horizons. Fourth, Jaws. Third, Wanamims. Getting tongue-tied there. Johan MC. I like yeah, do, 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 yeah, yeah. I like that way more. That's a way better name. <laughs> Great. You type that out. Uh, and second was uh, Gorfiend. And first went to Glitchy. How the fuck would I type that? <laughs> you, you figure that out. Okay, okay. Next up, the big one that happened over the last week. The Twitch Rivals Halo 2 Throwback Tournament. And it's, this is from NoobCombo.com as well. Legends returned in the Twitch Rivals Halo 2 throwback. The event, originally with a $50,000 prize pool, brought beloved players, current and retired, together again to compete in a free-for-all. Big team battle for and 4v4. One of the hosts and former Halo pros, Ninja, increased the prize pool by adding a whopping hundred grand of his own money, making the total $150,000. Players earned prize money for each portion, but the main event was the 4v4. And though here are the results for that. In fourth place, taking home twelve grand was Straight Rippin', which included T Squared, Neighbor, Flame Sword, and Best Man. Third went to Final Boss, taking home twenty four grand. Walshy, Hysteria, uh, is it Captain Anarchy, and Nated. Second went to Carbon. Speaking about all these old team names. Yep. Uh, Thirty six grand to them. Ghost Ami, Snipe Down, Snake Bite, and Enable. And then first place went to the Agency, taking home forty eight thousand dollars. It's almost the whole initial prize pool right there. Yeah. Uh, it was Elamite, legit maniac and ace. So the thing to keep in mind here, um, for those who didn't watch this event, this there was a draft that took place. Yes. And uh, the the FFAs, if I'm not mistaken, um, determined uh, draft order. So like the captains for the draft had already been chosen ahead of time. We talked about that. Uh but yeah, I think the FFA was to decide uh, the draft order for those captains. And um, um, yeah, Elamite, his first pick was his brother, Ace. Of course. Um, and everybody had their eyes on Carbon because of Snipedown and Snakebite being on that team. So Ghost, uh, Ghost picked Snipedown first, if I'm not mistaken, and then Snakebite because he was still there. So, yeah, all eyes were on that because, it, I mean, if you look at that roster, that just seems stacked. And then, yes. I mean, hell, you look at you look at uh, Final Boss, Walshy, one of the greatest Halo 2 players of all time, easily. And then you have Nated, who is just a powerhouse slayer in and of himself. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do better. Looking, so. I mean, it's it's just stacked all around. This could oh, yeah. went to anyone. Yep. And... T squared, I think, picked neighbor first as well. So it was just, it was really, really, really fucking cool. And I said it before the tournament took place that I was really, really excited for this one. And seeing it happen where you had just even when they, so DMAC was on the, uh, he was one of the hosts. And from the old MLG glory days, DMAC came from. And, um, 
We didn't get Farouk, which is fine because fucking Puckett on stream tried doing the lock it up and he failed. Oh no. Yeah. And he like, he, he even acknowledged that he didn't do it well at all. It was just funny. Um, but no, like they had the captains, like they went in and talked with the captains every now and again Mm -hmm. and just hearing the conversations that took place between the captains and the hosts and whatnot. And you had DMAC and Puckett there, obviously we've been there for the longest time and you have all these old guys who started with MLG come in as well. And just having their banter back and forth before the games even started. It was just great. And while she brought in fucking uh, strong side, um, <laughs> to sit behind them and the, their jokes flew about how, so are you just going to have uh, strong side play for you? Yeah. Is that, how are we going to prove that he's not right? Like right. all this stuff. It was just really, really funny, very lighthearted. And then Ninja coming in with the hundred grand bomb and people, people love to give Ninja shit, right? Yeah. And, but what people don't understand is that he could easily a not do that and B there have been times where he's hosted, um, where he's hosted halo tournaments that have taken place. And you have to keep in mind, these were halo five tournaments that didn't have great viewership realistically speaking, especially in the, in the term of like just esports tournaments that were taking place around the scene. Right. So to have him use his influence and, and his viewers and bring them over to the scene that he loves so much that he still loves. Otherwise he wouldn't have done this. And to put in a hundred thousand of his own money, you got to give the man respect. And I think he 100% deserves it. Not just because of the donation to the prize pool. Absolutely not. Like he's just, he loves He loves this franchise that we all love as well. He got his professional career started off of this franchise and he knows where his roots are. And he was able to give back in a way that just was fantastic. So Ninja shout out to you. Um, Obviously I think it'd be really cool if he came back and competed in infinite, but I mean, you're doing your own thing, but Hey, if you ever did, that'd be really cool. But yeah, just good on him. Uh, Big ups to Twitch and everybody else involved for putting on this type of event because, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool where this was, this wasn't an infinite event, you know, Mm -hmm. in Twitch rivals, people know what Twitch rivals is. And so having Twitch rivals being like, yeah, we're fucking, we're, we're bringing people back, man. We're bringing these old guys back. We're having a halo two four V four competitive tournament take place. We're bringing back these, this talent that used to be on the desk or in the old MLG events. And we're bringing one of the biggest names in the business with Ninja as well. Like it was just awesome. So big thank you to everybody involved. I think you guys did a great job. And uh, it was just easy going. It was just fun. It was just fun. It didn't feel like suit and tie buckled down shit. It was just, we're here to fucking have fun and compete against one another like we did in the old days. And it was great. So really hoping infinite, obviously we're going to have a, like official capacity events and whatnot, but I really hope we have some of that just old school trash talking vibing <laughs> shit and in infinite. I really do hope so. Um, let's see. Mar says at the end of the day, Ninja is a pretty cool guy. And on top of that, he's a halo player at heart. So it was nice of him to do what he did. Absolutely. And he said, Halo Infinite is going to be a great time once it launches. Just off the back of competitive, there will be a, a plethora of great memories made. Absolutely, man. 
And Shiro says, Ninja is a staple to Halo. More than most of his followers don't even know that. Absolutely. It's true. A lot of his followers don't realize where he came from. So it's cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I went on a tangent You're there. good. You're good. It's just really fucking cool to see something like that. You don't get it. You have to cherish it while you have it. So. Well, well we're going to go from something uh, happy to... Uh, upsetting to some disappointing to others just a not feel great moment it's time for our weekly topic um okay so there's a halo infinite development update for august 2021 that came out it was a youtube video it was about a half hour long and uh they wanted to go over uh it was it was our man i'm gonna press the button oh. our man unishek and uh, one of the designers for, I think, a multiplayer live team. I apologize. Uh, and then um, Sket, it, for, for the latter half of the video, it was Sketch and uh, Joseph Staten talking about Infinite, like leading up to, including, and post-launch, right? Mm-hmm. So the first conversation was around the Infinite flight, uh, how they think it went, upcoming stuff, so on and so forth. And the second conversation was about Infinite as a whole. So I made a list of key takeaways from this video. And obviously we include the video in the Google Doc of the show. So the show, exclamation point, show us in chat. You can go ahead and watch that if you'd like to, preferably after this, you know. Um, key takeaways. So the first technical preview. It was an overall success in the eyes of 343. It was a global release with hundreds of thousands of people invited. And over there was over 1 million bot matches played and over 2 million weapon drills played. Okay. And there were thousands of support tickets submitted. They also stated that PC will be much better optimized for the next flight. 20% or more improvement in performance. So awesome. And keep in mind that flight again was two months behind where they were at the time in terms of development. Okay. Just keep it in mind. So the next technical preview, more people will be invited Because that's what they said. They said with every subsequent flight, they want more and more people invited, Mm -hmm. right? The same content as the original flight, along with full 4v4 PVP and BTB. Fucking cool, right? Yeah. No date, uh, no hint at a date. It's, it'll just come when it comes. Okay. And I'm guaranteed they'll, they'll talk about it and announce it and they might have another stream whatever it is, but there you go. Okay. Future flights past launch flights will continue post launch because they want new features, whatever it may be for you guys to get your hands on it first to test things out, submit tickets if you need to before launch. Cool. Answers to flight questions. They will be coming in a waypoint blog post in the quote next few weeks End quote. Okay. So kind of like they did with um, the Inside Infinite blog posts, right? Where they they would they put out a blog post about a specific component about the game. And then after that, they'd allow you to ask your questions using the hashtag Ask343 hashtag, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those who had, who had questions on the flight, they're going to be answering those in a blog post in the next few weeks. Okay. <clears throat> Halo Infinite launch. So... Multiplayer split screen. Okay. I want to put emphasis on that. Multiplayer split screen. 
It is coming at launch to the Xbox family of consoles. It is not coming to PC at launch, but it may be looked into for the future. The reason why is because they they said that it has a lot to do with the different types of configurations that are possible on PC and just it could be it, to them it's a lot more difficult to implement split screen for multiplayer keyword mm-hmm. on PC, but it is coming at launch to the Xbox family of consoles. Okay. The roadmap. They have a year-long feature roadmap that's being worked on right now. So like like in our space, the competitive space, uh, Tashi stated multiple times that they're working on a year-long roadmap for Halo Infinite Esports, right? Yes. And uh, so, yeah, they said that they also have a year-long feature roadmap that's being worked on. So hopefully we get to see that soon-ish. That'd be really fucking cool. Um, because I, I do love when, I mean, states of the games aside, I love when, like, we get that, when we get, like, the Destiny roadmaps, you know, you get to see everything that's going to be coming over, whatever it may be. I, I think that's cool. Um, okay. Let's get into the disappointing and bad shit. So before I state what we're about to state, and you've probably already read it everywhere and listened to it everywhere. But before I get into this, before we get into this, we're not here to focus necessarily on the negative aspects of this. Instead, um, I pulled a Twitter thread from Tyler Owens who works on the apex legends team right now. And then we also pulled, um, from Mia, uh, over on the, uh, over on our discord, uh, a Reddit analogy, um, from armed Chaco, if I'm not mistaken, that you guys seem to, uh, like, so I wanted to include that in the show as well. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you, Mia, for including that in the discord. So, we're going we're gonna to try to take a level-headed approach to this because the fact of the matter is game development is hard, okay? But here we go. Campaign co-op. It's delayed until potentially season two, which is roughly three months post-launch. All plans are subject to change. And Joe stated that a couple times. And I want that to be known. Campaign co-op is currently delayed until season two, which is roughly three months post-launch, but that is subject to change. And the other big one was Forge. Forge is delayed until potentially season three, which is roughly six months post-launch. Again, all plans are subject to change, and insiders might be able to flight Forge before release. Okay. In this development update, there was nothing said about co-op campaign flighting or campaign flighting in general. Nothing was said there. But the the one sentence that was stated was that there will be a potential to to flight forge before its release. And then the launch date. We didn't get one. Instead... They are 100% committed to releasing holiday 2021 with an actual release date coming quote, very soon end quote. Now, before we get deeper, um, I did want to say there was an Xbox gamescom stream today. As we're recording the show, the stream, the, this stream happened earlier today. And 
there was no Halo Infinite mentioned at all. So nothing there. The other thing to take into consideration is that Jeff Keighley, um, host of the host and creator of the game awards. Um, he has his opening night live event for gamescom that is taking place tomorrow. And now I don't know if that's tomorrow, our time or tomorrow, their time, because it's in Germany, but regardless, it's happening on the 25th. Okay which in our case is tomorrow. Um, so the question is, does it get announced then? Nobody knows. Um, the one thing I will say is that we've had a conversation about this basically all day in the Discord channel, and Maddie posted this in the Discord. I just want to hit on it right now. And if that just summoned him, I'm going to laugh really hard. But regardless, Maddie posted this in the Discord. He said, so Gamescom award nominations, best Microsoft Xbox game include Elden Ring, Far Cry 6, and Halo Infinite. Okay. Um, and then it stated, what's the procedure for entering? It is mandatory to provide a gameplay video of approximately 10 minutes to demonstrate game mechanics, sounds, camera angles, and graphics representative of the game. The video can be submitted as a link to pub, to a public video platform, official website, or download service. And then he says, hopefully this means we'll see it, and it isn't just submitted for judges' eyes only. But it doesn't say in there that it doesn't have to be, I mean, it doesn't say in there that it has to be shown publicly, or it has to be shown privately, so who knows. Okay, just wanted to include that. So still no release date as of recording the show. So then the question came up in the interview, um, what about delaying the game again? Right. And Joe talked about, while it was thought about considering it is a live service game, it was decided to release what has been completed with the single player campaign and first season of multiplayer and then complete other items over time. So, and then finally leading up to launch campaign, gameplay campaign gameplay will be shown before launch. They stated that. And then they also said that Craig looks better. <laughs> he said that, uh, Joe said, get like, make sure like you, you remember what clean shaven Craig looks like because he's got a lot more hair to him now. Good. So Jeez. just take that for what you will. Um, Mar says, I've got a lot to say about this topic. So please, anybody that's in chat right now, please post your thoughts about this in the chat. Before we get to ours, let's read through these, right? Yeah. So the first one uh, came from Mia in the Discord server. This is from Arm Chaco on Reddit. And it's called, this post is called, The Burger Analogy is Terrible. I see a lot of people using the Big Mac analogy here to describe the delay of Forge and co-op, saying it's like ordering a Big Mac and it comes without a bun, then being called entitled for complaining that the product you ordered is incomplete. I disagree wholeheartedly. It's actually like going to McDonald's and there's a big, huge sign out front saying pickles out of stock until Tuesday. Pickles are something not everyone likes on their burger. Whereas I think we can agree 99% of people want a bun, at least. People who either don't really mind not having pickles or who just pick them out of a burger. That's what I do. Pick them out? I pick them out. Not a pickle fan, huh? Sometimes, you know, it depends. It's like this. It's like this. It just depends. Depends right. on what I'm feeling. All right. Um, 
So people who either don't really mind not having pickles or who just pick them out of the burger will essentially be unaffected by this problem. So there's no real point pulling the Big Mac from the menu entirely. Now, if you're someone who thinks a burger isn't complete without pickles, great. It's a totally valid opinion. That's why there's a big sign saying that we don't have pickles at the moment. So you've now got options. Either A, you order a burger without pickles, if it's not a deal breaker for you, especially since you know that the next time you come back for a burger, the pickles will be on the house. Alternatively, you can wait a bit and come back when the pickles are in stock. Finally, you can just decide to take your money to a different restaurant because you really don't feel like waiting on pickles or trusting a company that can't keep pickles in stock. Any of these are reasonable decisions, even that last one. However, here's where you stop being reasonable. Verbally abusing the cashier and demanding she pulls pickles out of thin fucking air. I loved the use of the word fucking in that statement. That was perfect. That was good. Becoming aggressive towards people who are fine with waiting for pickles. Love these pickles shit. Acting as if you're owed some kind of compensation for a burger you haven't even purchased yet. Claiming that everyone has to equally has to be equally upset as you over the lack of pickles. Stating that anyone who doesn't really care for pickles is a bot. This the discourse around this delay has been petty, entitled, and nasty, to be honest. Or has been pretty entitled and nasty, to be honest. A lot of people seem to just want to be angry despite knowing full well the power is in their hands to just not buy the game until it's ready. Please, for the love of God, get a sense of perspective. That was great. That was pretty spot on. I liked that a lot. Um, Justin, I zoned out for a second and now I'm hearing pickles and I'm lost. It's the pickle analogy, and it's great. Moral of the story, don't be a dick. Absolutely. Okay. And then the last piece I want to include here was a Twitter thread from Tyler Owens. Like I said, he uh, is currently working on the Apex Legends team. And uh, he has some perspectives from a development standpoint, especially when it comes to live service games, right? Apex Legends being one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. So he states, this is the largest thread I've done before and the first attempt at something like this. I've been working on this discussion in non-Twitter format where I can go into more depth with fewer limitations. Sorry for the mess. First, context. The recent Halo Infinite development update announced that some features, notably Campaign Co-op and Forge, will not be available at launch. Who am I? I'm a software developer with around seven years experience in live service multiplayer game development. I've previously worked on Halo 5 Guardians, Rocket League, I mean Rocket Arena, and currently Apex Legends, my gigantic Halo fan having played since CE's uh, release when I was 11. What is this? One, an attempt to give insight to why game dev is hard, and two, me talking about shit I like. What it is not. One, justification for Halo uh, for infinite development decisions. Two, an attempt to ease any frustration. And three, an invitation to argue about Halo. I'll try to avoid going down a rabbit hole and limit discussion to the following topics. One, online game services. Two, game content models, DLC and live service. Three, multi-platform and cross-play multiplayer. And four, Halo. I hope by the end of this thread, I'm able to coherently illustrate how live service and multi-platform cross-play games complicate features that may have seemed simple in previous generations and content models. There's a great article from Duck Valentine recently that collected various developer stories about how seemingly simple features can be far more complex than one would reasonably expect. 
the article was titled, turns out the hardest part of making a game is dot, 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 everything. It's an IGN article. You should absolutely read her work in its entirety. And I will reference a few of the great examples included somewhere in this thread to try and help illustrate some of the points I want to make. I've also referenced some awesome images pulled from some blogs uh, by Excelbyte, a game services backend team I've worked with previously, notably one from here, which is a crash course in live service games article. Online game services are essentially distributed systems that support online features. Here are some high level examples. Matchmaking, social, friends, lobbies, parties, sessions, player data, stats, analytics, telemetry, text, and voice chat, right? Game services need to work in unison with game clients and servers to provide online feature support. Every game depends on a unique mix of custom and third-party or platform services that can come in many variations with their own benefits, costs, and limitations. Essentially, Game services have been a core part of all online game experiences and are common to many of the Halo games. So what's changing? Mainly the recent change in content models, specifically to the live service model. First, we'll take a look at content models used across various Halo games, excluding CE, to establish some differences. DLC model from Halo 2 to Halo 4, single platform live service model, Halo 5, and multi-platform cross-play, free-to-play live service model for Halo Infinite. So clearly there's a difference between the three. Mm -hmm. Following the DLC model game content and systems are planned during development within the confines of the game platform and then released. Then, future content was developed and released via paid updates. Live service attempts to provide a steady stream of updates by moving data around game content into distributed services. Doing so enables a designer and producer to interact with the data directly and have the game services push this content to clients and servers in real time. This means live service games are fundamentally incomplete at launch and generally follow a feature slash release roadmap rather than defining what they quote complete end quote game will look like. A live service game cannot launch feature content complete by definition. These services are the driving force behind content such as battle passes, daily challenges and quests, and communication features like a message of the day, but increase the number of ways and places your game is dependent on a service, and thus the ways it can break. Many services are dependent on the function of another and can have far-reaching impacts. For example, a game with a player login service may require entitlement data to complete. An unexpected failure in the entitlement service may prevent users from logging in at all. Many types of these issues are treated as cheap or not enough servers, but in reality, they are complex and layered. Chopsky offers a great example on how even player behavior can impact service status in unexpected ways. Multi-platform crossplay games take this complexity even further as platforms depend on their own set of services that may not be compatible with other platforms. Being able to identify players across platforms, interact with their services, and connect players to matches requires building custom services to get everything working together. And as the platforms as a game supports grows, so do the number of services they need to retain compatibility with. So how does this connect to Halo? Well, to reiterate, Infinite is fundamentally different from every prior iteration of the series. Halo 5 followed a live service content model, but was dependent on the limitation of the Xbox Live platform 
and its own content management system, CMS services. Infinite being a multi-platform, cross-play, free-to-play game introduces new challenges that require core game features to be reliant on a larger number of services with increasingly complex relationships to each other. In more parts of the game, limits and thresholds of these services as well as the edge cases that contribute to need to be taken into consideration. So, campaign co-op, Forge. First, I want to leverage a great example about how simple features can have complex considerations around online game services and social features. Hopefully by now you have some understanding how modern features may, de may be dependent on online game services and how game services will be impacted in unexpected ways, usually by scale, impossible to replicate in testing. Co-op and multiplayer campaign. I shouldn't have to, but we'll establish that again. The Infinite campaign is vastly different from previous titles because of the open world nature. How do respawns and checkpoints work? Join in progress, cutscene triggers, etc. All these become exceedingly complex when adding players and services. Simple considerations like how another player connects to a campaign session transforms from managing a peer-to-peer -peer connection over Xbox Live to needing a cross-play service or a dedicated server. Similarly, Forge introduces new service considerations. Hosting a Forge lobby over P2P and saving the map file on a local console now needs to consider PC players who can access their game files directly. Is a cross-play service connecting players? Where's the map state saved and published? Does Forge access external content in the CMS service? How do player interactions, remember the ex, uh, ESC example from earlier, impact the core service stability? So what is a good foundation? Essentially, live service is the easiest when you can simplify your services, scale them up in a live environment, and add more features dependent on them. Having a battle-tested set of core services used by many of your features, I love the lobby session example, is the only way to create a sustainable live service game. 343 Industries is being cautious, smart, here, by ensuring the core campaign and multiplayer experiences and services are stable and reliable. Minimalizing features dependent on those services make the process realistic and manageable with less risk to downtime. Taking the time to scale and stabilize core campaign and multiplayer services, the act of mixing the two becomes much easier to implement, support, and resolve when a service inevitability breaks. So to sum that up, game development is hard. <laughs> I just, I, the reason why I included that long ass thread, yes, Tyler was long, was because I just want people to, those who are willing to understand, I want them to understand that it's just not as simple as fix it. It's not as simple as why isn't this done yet? Why wasn't this completed? You had six years. It's, it's not that simple. Let's catch up on chat for a sec. Um, Tiro says, what bugs me most is they're delaying so many things. They've had nearly six years to work on this game since Halo 5 release. When Halo 5 released, I remember reading something. They had a skeleton crew already working on the next chapter of the franchise. I've given some leeway to COVID uh, halting things, but that still gives them almost four and a half years. Toro, you also have to take into consideration 
the other type of development hell that they went through with Chris departing, Joe coming in, and uh, yeah. And that that initial launch point, a skeleton crew, that's all concept, artwork, story. They aren't physically typing away at the game yet. Um, so realistically, hands on the keyboard, fixing things, getting things going, might have not been that long. And they're currently something I didn't include from that video, excuse me. Um, the development update that released, <clears throat> it was said that they're now in like a shutdown mode where it is just focusing on polish. That's basically where we're, where they're at at this point. So, um, <clears throat> and Turo says, I'm willing to understand. It's never, I never said it was easy. Right. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he also says that's poor management. Don't you think I'm not a game developer? So I can't say whether or not that is poor planning. I can say, no, I don't want to get into that for the sake of my own personal shit. Um, Development in general, not just games, but development in general is hard. You have a lot of different moving parts. You have a lot of people to answer to. Um, not just upper management. You have stakeholders you need to answer to. You have outside sources you need to answer to. You There are deadlines that need to be met, but frankly, there are things that get in the way of deadlines being met. And then you have to reassess the entire situation and how you're going to move forward. And with game development, in, in so, what, what appears to be such a hostile, volatile environment, I'm not talking about personnel-wise, in time of the, the, the nature of the beast. When you don't hit that deadline, it really feels like, it really feels like the train has fully come off the rails at that point. And I'm not saying it does. It's just from the outside looking in, that's what it feels like. Every time you hear about something not hitting a deadline or not releasing when it should have, it's like, oh, well, man, that studio is getting the ground now. Like, how are they going to recover from that? Right? Because that's that's their livelihood is what they're working on. Like that game. You may be you may be a big enough publisher or a big enough studio where you're working on more than one title, but the, for the, but the fact of the matter is like the major title that you're working on, that you're hoping that that's the one that brings in the money for you, right? Regardless if it's contract work or not. So, I can't say it's poor management because I'm not in that situation and I'm not going to say it's poor Excuse me, poor management. Um, Turo says, people coming and going left and right. Something major is going on at 343. Don't know what it is, good or bad. There, there very well could be. From, from what I've heard, the people that are there working on the title genuinely love what they're doing. Genuinely love the work that they're doing. And... Yeah. Turo says, not to argue with you both, but there's no deadline they have to reach since Microsoft owns the Halo franchise. The shareholders don't care about Halo hitting a deadline. The shareholders care about Microsoft as a whole. So the shareholders will get a, uh, get their money from other assets through Microsoft. Turo, not to argue with you, but they absolutely have deadlines to meet. They 100% have deadlines to meet. Software development has deadlines to meet. There's one. There's no doubt about that. 100%. They have deadlines. 
There's a reason why you try to hit sales goals within quarters of the year. There's a reason why games release in the quarters and the months that they do to hit sales targets. So that's, they absolutely have a deadline. And as 343 being their own entity, they are an entity of Microsoft. And, it, and when 343 is not meeting deadlines or sales goals, you bet that Microsoft is looking at them saying, what is this studio of ours doing? Right. Why? They're spending money on it. Yes. They're spending money on those employees staying there. And also, if you want another example of deadlines needing to be met, go watch the God of War documentary for the PS, uh, PS4. Four? That new one, the new one? Yep, yeah. because Corey Balrog, the studio director of Santa Monica, he had to go to the higher-ups to request an extension on their deadline because they weren't going to meet it. And the conversations that take place there, very difficult. So yes, deadlines need to be met. Um, Mar says, Halo has had its ups and downs. Oh, wait, hold on. I need to go back. Um, Mar says, okay, initially the announcement had me a bit confused because Halo has been in development for years and it was initially coming out last year. Makes me wonder just how much of the game was actually finished a year ago. However, I'm okay with it being partially released, single player campaign and multiplayer. On the fact that Halo Infinite has been said to be the biggest experience yet, and I'd rather have features and modes optimized for perfection rather than half-assed. We as a community need to make the decision of whether or not we're going to appreciate the work being put out into this next installment of a legacy franchise. Halo has had its ups and downs, Halo 5 story being my personal anger point, but it's had a community that no matter which game have been there to support the franchise as a whole. The shit posters honestly have never been getting attention um, as the vocal majority, when really it's just a small group of plebs wanting to be pampered and have no concept of how long it takes to make what could be a potential masterpiece. I, for one, will be on board day one. I'll be looking forward to making more memories with the second most influential gaming franchise in my life. No matter what every studio, ha uh, no matter what every studio has a deadline to meet. One of the reasons why Bungie parted ways was disagreements with deadline around other things they want, uh, like wanting to move on. I had to condense that info as little as I could. I had to condense it into as little as I could. It's all good, Mar. I understand. And thank you for that point. Yeah. Because while we, when I when I heard this happen, right. When I, I, because I, I didn't watch the video at first. I saw everybody quote tweeting it with, here's what is in the video. Mm -hmm. And the two things that popped out to everybody was this and this are being delayed. Yeah. Was I, am I a little upset? Yeah, absolutely. Forge, Forge less so because the pickle scenario, it's, it's not, I'm not a fan of that pickle. Right. Sure. But for those who really do enjoy that, who you could say some made a livelihood on it, whatever it may be, then yeah, I absolutely see that from the campaign co-op perspective. Well, that threw halo font 3.0, like fucking in a wrench in it because that was what the plan was. We're going to play leading up to infinite's release. And then we're going to play together when infinite released. And that clearly is not happening anymore. So when, when that was said, my initial thought was, well, motherfucker, that sucks. Yeah. But, uh, it's, I have, okay. Before I say anything else, I need to state this. I have come to terms and I respect that what is happening is happening because frankly, we can't change it. 
So you have to live with it. It's as simple as that. Like the pickle analogy, just either don't play it, don't buy it, or go somewhere else. Or wait, right? Yeah. Or play it and appreciate what's there, like Mar was saying. So with that in mind, um, the campaign co-op thing to me is this has been there in every Halo title day one. Except Halo 5 Guardians. Um, because according, apparently to the tech, it just wasn't possible. Now, I don't know in the grand scheme of things, I don't know how true that is. Maybe because of the hardware limitations, but that's why Halo 5 doesn't have split screen. So there's that. It has, it has campaign multiplayer online, just not split screen. So when, when it was announced that it's not going to have split screen, uh, co-op campaign or just I mean, campaign co-op in general, really, that was my thought was, man, talk about what really does feel like a staple in the Halo franchise to not be there at launch. It's coming eventually, but not at launch. That's what made me like, man, that really does suck for a lot of people. But like I said at the beginning, you have to take what we're, what we're being given right now. And like Joe said in the interview and what others have said, they're focused on providing an experience uh, as polished as possible. And they truly believe that they have single player campaign and the first season of multiplayer dialed in, locked in, ready to go or will be ready to go by launch. What are your thoughts, Will? Um, I mean, mostly, first and foremost, I'm a multiplayer guy, so I'm fine. It's, I, I don't think... It You'll play the campaign. Me. I'll play it, but it does, it's not like... That's not my top thing. Sure. So, it's not your pickle. It's not my pickle. <laughs> so I will be fine waiting the few months for co-op to come out. We'll go from there. I'd rather have a polished campaign, mm-hmm. a polished multiplayer versus a rushed campaign and multiplayer with Forge and co-op. And then the game comes out day one and it's a disappointment. Right? Yes. Absolutely. This is what they need to do at this point. It is what it is. It's a live service. We'll get it. So we'll go f- it is it is what it is. I understand it's certain it's like certain people always played Halo co-op with their brother on the couch when they first got it every time. Well wait wait three months to pick it up. I don't know if I as a kid growing up, I never got games day one. I always had to get them a few months down the road. So it's not really a big deal for me. You know, like it's sure. I don't need all of it day one. I'm I'm happy just to play the game. Would you out. Are you, what would you rather have what we're getting or would you rather be delayed one more time and have it be feature complete day one? Knowing what we know now. I'd rather get what we're getting, get my hands on it as soon as possible. I agree. We've waited. We've already had a year delay. We did. We had a year delay. And while it did feel like that year kind of went by quickly. Like realistically speaking, 
we did have a year delay. And but it's just finding me that we still don't have a release date for this fucking game. It's gonna be holiday. I mean, I'm telling you, the game's coming it's out be December coming soon. I'm telling you, December. I believe that. Yep. You have Forza and now COD coming out in November. I get it. Multiplayer is free to play. I completely understand. And the game's on Game Pass for campaign. I get it. But you're going to make it. It's COD in the same month. <laughs> Good luck on that one. There's a reason why that game sells the most every single year. Even during a Halo year. It's, to be honest, it's all about, for me, it's not about the game itself anymore. It's all about just the um, essence around COD. Oh, yeah. The marketing, the league itself. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because I saw the trailer and I'm like, this doesn't look amazing to me. Um, Turo says, uh, I see your points. Just feel like Microsoft is just uh, is not just focused on software games or hardware consoles. Microsoft are really pushing this game pass. Sony's priority is their, is, is, is their exclusives. So Microsoft has more uh, bend to allow deadlines. I don't know about bend to allow deadlines, but I will agree with you on the not just focusing on selling software and consoles because yeah. Xbox is a division of Microsoft. You know that. Uh, everybody knows that. So, yes, Game Pass, which is a service, brings them a ton of money. Xbox Live brings them a ton of money, right? We've said mm -hmm. that multiple times on the show, and we wholeheartedly agree with that. It's just the, the point we were making is, Deadlines absolutely need to be met because otherwise you would have shit sticking in limbo and money literally just burning away because you have to pay for those employees. You have to pay for those physical buildings where they're being, you have to pay for the remote work, like the remote setups. If you're compensating, whatever, like you have to pay for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the company I work for now, Mm -hmm. I manage numbers that are a small, a smaller subset of our overall revenue, right? Yes. But if I don't hit my numbers and I'm not making sales, the, the numbers I need to hit, the, the, the overall company is not making the money they expected to. And that's where the heat comes from. Yep. They might not care. Like the, 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 the small portion that my division brings in or what I work with brings in isn't a ton, but when it, an expectation isn't met, the, the higher, the, that's why there's deadlines. You need to hit this number by this date. The game development side of it is getting it out to the public so that then they can make money on it. Absolutely. You, you got to think about it. If this was a live service game, they've already out, lost out on a year of revenue on uh, weapon skin purchases, armor purchases, any all of that. That's out the window now. Yep. Microtransactions Great. and Micro -transactions, battle passes. Battle pass. Yep. Yep. That's a year of revenue that hasn't been brought in. 100%. Um. No, and then the company I work for is a software development company. So we absolutely have deadlines. <laughs> deadlines, contract deadlines, whatever it is. They need to be met. Um, so uh, Beth, welcome, states, same. As someone who doesn't care about campaign myself, I selfishly don't want to wait longer for a mode I'm not even going to play. The pickle. The pickle. Uh, <laughs> when multiplayer is slash will be ready and waiting. Yeah. For even, sure. Even so. Um, kind of do, what Justin said. There's there's things now where you get you can still get an Xbox party and play through the campaign while you're talking with your buddies or something, and still have those experiences. Or, um, to be honest, I kind of want to play the campaign solo. 
no offense to you, but when we play, you know your shit and you run through it. And I'm well, like, I don't know my shit now. Is I'm this like, new? What the hell just happened when we were playing? You know, I, I didn't even know what was going on. Josh is just killing everything on the oh, battlefield, yeah. and I'm like, I mean, when you know what you're uh, doing, you can run through. You can run through Halo Five in like five. I mean, Halo Three in like five minutes. Yeah. What did we get it down to? Like an hour twenty? Oh, it was, it was fast. That that first mission, man, it's just stupid. Yeah, how got, quick you can go. Um. So Turo and uh, Mar are having a conversation about Pokemon in the in the Twitch chat. Yeah. Guys, I want to know: Have you played Pokemon Black, White, and Black Two, White Two? And if so, what are your overall thoughts in the grand scheme of Pokemon games? I really want to know. Okay. Um. And then Justin said earlier that he wa- he'll be in a Discord call with us, but he is going to play the campaign first. Justin, I'm going to play the campaign first as well. That's always. I feel what like I, do. I have to. That's always what I do because we're going to talk about it. Yep. But I just want to, you know, get on that pro level on multiplayer. <laughs> um, Turo says ha- I have the game, but I haven't played it. Just hasn't caught my attention. Well, shit. Um, Mar, are you saying okay is in? It's an okay game or okay as in you're going to respond. Uh, Beth said, that's what I thought earlier. Like you can uh, still sit in a discord or party chat together and talk about the campaign as you go. Justin said, my internet keeps dropping. I'll have to catch the recording. Have a great stream guys. Hey, have a good one, Justin. And uh, yes, we'll be in a discord call together. The three of us can be in there and uh, we'll play through the campaign. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun time. I'm curious how it's going to go though, because it's not linear. You know, like, yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. We could be on totally separate parts and experience totally different things. True. I say just talk about like gameplay elements, not story elements. Yeah. Until it's all finished. Yep. Absolutely. And then obviously we'll put whenever, when the game comes out, December, uh, that's, we don't know. We actually don't know. This (laughs) is a pure speculation on that. I am 100% dead set, especially after we haven't gotten anything still. Uh, um, but we will say when we're doing the show, right? Because obviously we're going to talk about Halo Infinite when it releases. For those who have not played it, we'll say that it's going to be a spoiler if we're going to talk about story shit, okay? We will say that on the show. So don't worry if we talk about a day one or whenever we do the show, whenever that lines up. Because I don't know when it lines up, but you never know. Um, black and white are top tier and a full story. Oh, shit. Wow. Recently gotten into the TCG since they have an online game for free. It's fun. It is very fun. Natan and I have physical decks. It's very, very fun. And then Turo says, I agree with Mar, black and white are top tier. Well, hot fucking damn. I need to play him. All right, cool. Um, Will, anything else you want to add before we uh, move on? Nah. So the last thing I want to say before we move on is like we've said, like you guys have said in the chat, like we've talked about earlier, we have a great community from this show. Okay. No doubt in my mind about that. But if there's somebody out there who's listening to this, who is like, nah, fuck these guys. They're wrong. Fuck you. Three, four, three, right. Take a seat. All right. Calm the fuck down. And I know 343 won't say it, so I'll say it for them. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Because guess what? That's not what you're getting. You're getting what they give you. And if you don't like it, if you don't like pickles, 
Go eat somewhere else. Or just wait. Simple as that. Are you having, are you okay with your watch over there? It just keeps beeping. It does. No, it won't stop. It I'm does. trying to figure out like how to discreetly find a setting to turn it off, but it just won't do it. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, just for all the shitters out there, for all the people complaining, and it's on my timeline, it's people that I follow. So for those that are on the timeline who think that this is despicable, they should release this on day one. This game's a fucking disaster. Wah, wah, woe is me shit. Does it suck that they're not coming at launch? Yes. I understand that. I get it. Yeah, it sucks. But you screaming about it isn't going to fucking solve anything. They'll release when they release. And if the game's shit, then when it releases and you've played the fucking game, then you can complain about it. But I have a question. Have you played it yet? Have you played the campaign yet? I don't think you have. And if you have, and you're shitting on it already, then you're breaking NDAs, motherfucker. So sorry, not sorry. boggles my mind i'll be i'll be three four threes pr <laughs> yep i'll be their social hey guys if you need a new social media manager one who just shits on people who shit on you i'm your guy i'll be there i don't need to use your official accounts i'll use mine it's fine they can come at me i'll go fuck it, it blows my mind how rude people are it because they think that Oh, I need to get, I need to scream about this because this is wrong. Like motherfucker, you didn't make the game. What are you talking about? You haven't played it either. Just sit back in your chair, eat some more Doritos and shut the fuck up. My God. The one thing I'm stuck on is I just wish we had a fucking release date. That's blows my mind. God, not even a feature that's missing. Just, just a release date for the goddamn game. It's coming soon, man. It's coming soon. Mm -mm. It's coming holiday 2021. <laughs> the release date's coming soon, motherfucker. It is. You're, you're not wrong. Well, let's get into some regular news. Fuck it. Finally. <laughs> MCC development of flighting updates by Postum. Uh, Custom game browser version 2. There's a, um, hold on. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Custom game browser has been out in the wild since the beginning of season seven. What are some learnings that the take that the team has taken from this experience? Max states, Custom Game Browser is providing a variety of exciting and unique experiences that do not fit into the traditional matchmaking playlist structure. Oh, is map vetoing in there? Get it? Because you can't veto maps in MCC matchmaking? There's my shitter moment right there. Uh, this is in line with our design goals, and we look forward to seeing what awesome new experiences continue to be delivered via Custom Game Browser. 
We also received a lot of good feedback around the interface and quality of life improvements the community would like to see, and we're actively designing and implementing updates to address that feedback. Post some states, players have had a lot of feedback on this feature. What are some key adjustments that have been made to accommodate them? Yo, what's up, left brain? Ha! Look! Yes! Yeah! Oh, Turo said it, too. Got the Twitch notification! Nice! Uh, oh, Turo said it, too? Yeah, at the very beginning. I'm sorry. Oh. That was my idea. I'm sorry I missed that, man. Shit. I don't know why you're banned, either. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck if I know. Welcome back. Uh, Max says, we're working to add additional games in the custom game browser, improving the interface, adding filtering options, improving sorting, and addressing bugs and quality of life features. We can't wait for players to try out the updates and we'll continue listening to and addressing feedback with each update. Bradley states, first, we really appreciate everyone who took time to give feedback. Thank you. Second, the top three topics that we saw come up were add more titles. It's happening. Needing the ability to filter the game sessions and a better way to search. There will be a filter and simple search functionality to help narrow down the list of game sessions and then asking for a different experience and trying to jo join a full game session. We're working on adding functionality to allow players to join into a queue while attempting to enter a full game session. We'd already identified and been working on improvements to address these topics, but the feedback really helped to prioritize these changes. What areas have been difficult to build or unique for each title added to the custom game browser? Max says, adding the pregame and game-to-game -game transitions requires unique work for each title in MCC. Given the wide variety of maps and modes that can be combined into a custom game browser variant, there's also a significant amount of effort to ensure everything works well together and a variety of player squad scenarios are properly working when moving between custom game browser sessions. Postums asks, what is an update to the custom game browser that you were excited for players to get their hands on? Max said, we're excited for players to experience the new sorting, filtering, and interface improvements. We hope that these updates, along with the addition of Halo CE and Halo 3, lead to even more game sessions and a greater variety of content being surfaced. That's right. CE and three are being added to custom game browser alongside reach. That's already there. And then Bradley says, excited to see players use the filter and search functionality to get feedback on how they're performing. Possum says with halo CE and three coming online, what are some of the game modes you're excited to play with people in the wild? Max said, we're excited to see all new game modes that we did not anticipate. Custom Game Browser proved to be, to be a place to go for new and unique experiences. We look forward to the new modes players will create for those titles. And finally, when do we expect players will be able to get their hands on it? Max says, if all goes well, be hitting all of this by Season 8's launch this year. Bada bing, bada boom, that does it for the news. <laughs> it's time for COD another games watch. Oh boy. Um, we'll go through the bracket in a second here for the champs, but I just wanted to say, uh, CDL memes on Twitter said this, no matter who wins, it'll be the first ever COD champs, not won by karma, clayster or apathy. Those three players had won, one of them or multiple of them had won every single COD champs before this one. It's insane. That's fucking crazy. Man, that list is short. Oh. Um, so CDL champs happened over the weekend, right? Biggest COD event of the year. 
Uh, this was the closing point of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And next up will be Call of Duty Vanguard, which the reveal... Uh, meh. Um, so, the VODs are included in the Google Doc, the show to the show if you wanted to watch that. There's some phenomenal matches, but let's go through the bracket real quick. Clayster was back on the subliners. We already talked about that previously, but just wanted to state it again. Diamond Con, Diamond Con was out. Clayster's back in. First match happened. Optic versus subliners. Subliners wins. Three to two. Sending Optic to the lose airs bracket. The Minnesota Rocker go up against the Dallas Empire in the first round of winner's bracket. That's right, because we're winners, except not right now, because we lost to the Empire three to nothing. And uh, we were not great off the rip, so we're in losers. Losers round one, the Florida Muneers go up against the Optic Chicago, and Chicago were pissed, and they decided to come back, and they win that three to one, sending Florida home. Um, Keep in mind, not every team was invited to this. That's a hot contention point within the COD League. And uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of the whole teams having to start out in losers because if they lose once, then they're out. So to Florida and the LA Thieves, because that's right, we beat the LA Thieves 3-2. to It's a very close series, but we did pull it out. I still feel bad for them because they got knocked out immediately, didn't have a remote chance to, to warm up, and uh, they're just booted out. So Florida Thieves out. Moving on to the winner's bracket, we had the Atlanta phase going up against the subliners. Atlanta, you know, they're really good. Like, really good. So they won. Three to nothing. Subliners are in losers. Toronto Ultra go up against Dallas Empire. Dallas Empire continue their streak, and they win three to two. Pretty close, but still, Empire takes the win. Moving to the loser's bracket, we had Optic Chicago beating the Mutineers, and they play against the Toronto Ultra. Unfortunately, remember our predictions. I was hoping for Optic to make their way uh, later on throughout the bracket. I really yeah. thought that this was going to be their opportunity to show up. Um, they've been very inconsistent throughout the year, but I really thought champs, LAN, this is it. Yeah. It's what they're built for. Nope. It's what Toronto's built for, and uh, they beat them 3-1. to one. Sending Optic home. And then we face off against the Subliners. Uh, we won pretty convincingly here. Three to one. So we move on. Things are looking up. Winner's final. Woo. Uh, Atlanta phase. Go up against the Dallas Empire. Dallas Empire coming off a pretty pretty good win there over the Toronto Ultra. Three to two. Go up against the big boys in phase. Phase were like, nah. Turo says, hey, fellas, got to go. Got to get ready for my new challenge and my job. Got a new job starting soon, so got to prepare for some things. Hey, Turo, congratulations. Wishing you the best in the new job. And, uh, yeah, thank you for stopping by as always. Thank you for the conversation. Yes. Thank you for keeping it civil, polite. Good luck in your new job. Go fucking kill it, man. But FaZe beat them 3-0. FaZe are in the grand final after winning two 3-0 series. Oh boy. Toronto Ultra face off against us in the loser's bracket. The Battle of the North, V5 or whatever the fuck it is at this point. Yeah, it's going to never go away. But this was the big one. For those who don't remember, because we do, uh, we reverse swept them at Major 5. Yep. Grand final. It never happened before in CDL history. This is the first time it's ever happened. So uh, we're feeling pretty good, you know? It's like we may have their number or something. 
<laughs> no. Uh, unfortunately not. Toronto, we're just too much, too hot to handle. Uh, they beat us three to two. So while we did keep it, go ahead. We won a hard point, though. We did. We did we won win a, a hard we point. We lost our control, which we're we really good at. We needed to win it. Yeah, if we win that control, we I think we we take it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Nice job, Toronto. Yep. I was I was throwing so much trash talk when we were watching on your phone. Yeah, I was throwing so much trash talk at uh at um Insight, saying he's not the rookie of the year. We have the rookie of the year, and then we lost. So there was I that. Mean, I, if you look at our place, pre-standy and post-standy, he had a huge impact. Absolutely. And I and we talked about it, too. I think bringing back Major Maniac was a huge plus, too. He really helped in our search. Mm-hmm. So, Toronto Ultra do beat us 3-2. to two. They send us home of the top four finish. Next up, um, three teams where we definitely could see them going all the way, right? You have Atlanta Face, who's waiting in the grand final, and you have Dallas Empire and Toronto Ultra, who have been pretty dominant all year long. This one also went the distance, but it was actually Toronto Ultra taking out last year's champions in the Dallas Empire 3-2 to two, to face off against the Atlanta Phase in the grand final. Atlanta Phase started off very, very, very strong. Didn't Toronto take the first game? Yes. And then it went three in a row for FaZe. And FaZe, I think they won a hard point, like, just, like, it was nothing. Yeah. Like, they're playing with their food. It was that bad. But then Toronto started getting some life. And uh, they started making a little bit of a series. But, oh, when you have the Tiny Terrors on your team, and you have the now MVP of the league, um, I think it was a BZ who got league MVP for the year. And then I think simp got finals MVP. Sure. But either way, when you have them on your team, good luck. Um, the Atlanta phase end up winning five to three. Will, I, I feel like there was a tweet I saw over the weekend where someone was like, you know, it used to take eight matches to win champs. Eight. And Atlanta only had to play three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, you know what I'm like the old champs versus this, like, yep. That's, it's exactly why a, I wish every team was invited because you just base seeds off it. Anyway, you're, yeah. you base seeds off this too. So why not just have every, this is supposed no to be losers bracket, right? No losers bracket, at least not until you have everything established. Everyone starts in quote unquote winners and then you go. You have a loser's bracket, but everyone starts in winners. Everybody gets a second chance. chance. A fair chance. Yes, everyone. Because that's where upsets happen. Yeah. Major five. Look what happened. Fucking Seattle. Was it uh, Seattle phase? Yeah, yeah. Where Seattle just came out of nowhere. No one saw that. Yep. Like, no one saw that coming. It's shit like that if you just let everybody in. It's supposed to be the Call of Duty World League. It's that, that that anyone can pop off at any moment and yes. steal a series. Land is a completely different environment. You mm-hmm. should have everybody there. I hope they they find something out for the future because people, I I, I think there was enough outcry you could say or uproar about this that yeah. they 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 look into it at least look into it right. Yep. I, I hope there's something that comes of it. I will say 
Uh, as long as the game is made for it, I do like the 4v4 format more than the 5v5. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a huge contention there because a lot of people really lost their jobs because of that yeah. change. Um, but in terms of the competitive aspect, I, I do, I absolutely feel bad for all the players that got fucked because of it. Well, yeah. But okay. from a competitive standpoint, I liked watching the 4v4. And talks were that CDL was thinking of expanding the amount of teams right before COVID hit. Yep. So maybe that that's in the cards for this next season. Maybe. Yep. Very well could be. Which would be very cool to see some of that other talent come back that didn't make it in this year. And I don't think it's anything against them talent-wise. I just think, from what I hear from CDL, or the, the COD pros, is they like to play with certain players and maybe left some people out on uh, uh, off the table oh, for yeah. this year. And when you're trying to build a championship-caliber roster, a cut has to take place. Yeah. So it's just, it's the nature of the beast. Um, but yeah, so have everybody play. And like you said, get rid, like everybody starts in winners. Give yeah. everybody a fair chance. Upsets can happen. It brings excitement. It brings unpredictability to the, to the tournament. Because when you have FaZe winning three series to win champs, sure, they're on cloud nine. They just yeah. won champs. But from a viewer perspective, oh, you just slaughtered two teams on your way to the final. And then kind of got challenged. Kind of. I mean, it's, you were up a game the whole series. You could always, you could say, you know, they, they put themselves in that position throughout the season. Absolutely. But, but it's. I just really feel bad for Florida and LA Thieves for even being there, but just had to start in losers. And I feel bad for what? Seattle, Paris, London, and. Who else? Uh, LA Gorillas. Gorillas, yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for them because they just weren't even able to make it. It just sucks. They weren't even given that chance. Mm-hmm. Again, you can base it all off seeding. Yes, they were technically the worst teams based off points, but you can yeah. base that off seeding. Right, and then you have, you just have, you know, do it like a normal bracket. One versus the 12th team. Yes, so FaZe is going to play against them anyway and probably murder them, but the fact of the matter is, what if they didn't? Right. You ne- you what if? Know. You never know. And then how how amazing is the story if FaZe, round one, locked, dropped a loser's bracket then comes back and wins the whole thing? Like, right, or gets, those, or gets kicked by a fucking rematch against Seattle. Yeah, like that. those are all storylines that yes. may have never happened. It's, anyway. it's, it's just unfortunate. Anyway. Maybe, like you said, though, maybe with Vanguard, something else will happen. Who knows? Um, Mar says, I'm both happy I'm off of work for two weeks, but also mad because of this, uh, because of the reason. Good part is, one, I get to stay all night listening to you guys talk about some gaming goodness. Hey, fuck yeah, Mar. And he says, also, did anyone else see the amazing Destiny 2 live stream? We're going to talk about that. After this, yes. this last yes. CDL stuff. Yep. So, will you, Will, please run through the placings of CDL champs? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Um, once my computer stops freaking, here we go. Seventh and eighth, LA Thieves and Mutineers taking home 25K each. Fifth, sixth, we have Optic Chicago and New York Subliners taking home 75K a piece. One of the biggest surprises was Optic not making it further. But that's okay, because that means we made fourth place. Minnesota Rocker taking home 150K. Bam, 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 bam. Third place, Dallas Empire, 300K. Second place, Toronto Ultra. 650k holy big Uh, up big ups to them making it as far as they did yeah first place phase taking home 1.2 mil now i will say if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that rocker would be fourth and toronto would be second i'd be like that bullshit nobody saw it nobody saw that coming as minnesota fans we did not see that coming so i guess i am i'm happy there was 
a little bit shake up at the top, a little bit different competition this year. Mm-hmm. Good to see. I do miss snipers being in the game because I feel like those those created so many big plays and big moments. We'll have to see if Vanguard allows for that type of gameplay to come back. We also have to keep in mind here, FaZe, I believe, what, kept their roster throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. You had Empire trading Hook. Oh, yeah. Or getting rid of Hook, bringing on... Um, I'm forgetting his name and I feel like an asshole, but either way, they had a roster change and they made it as far as they did. Toronto Ultra, remember no Winnie, no Zinni or no Zinni, no Winnie. Mm-mm. Okay. So they dropped one of their players who at the time was their top performer. Look, Look where they got to. Now the, the team that made the most roster changes, the thieves, LA thieves. Yeah. They are. Mm-mm. But again, I, I again, I I feel they didn't get their fair shake. I really feel like they didn't. And this is coming from the team. This has come from a fan of the team that that did beat them in the losers bracket. But the fact that they didn't have that opportunity to do something more like that that doesn't well, I doesn't feel right. I feel like we'll never get the full truth on the hook situation. Yeah, I'm still waiting um, for Krim to release his side. And if then he ever does. and then, yeah, with that with. That many changes that close to the end, it's it's tough. Oh, man. It's real tough. So it sucks. With Dallas having a pretty solid roster, yep, for most of the year, only dropping the one player and bringing you know dropping Hook and bringing someone new in, yep, they yeah you know, they could probably gel a little bit better. They don't really change their strategies that much, but with the amount of things that the thieves had to do, that was tough. Yep, and we brought on Standy, brought back Major, and we made where we did. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, good year overall, I'd say. Obviously want more, but yeah, you got to be good with what you get. And I'm happy with where we are. Finally, uh, I wanted to put this in here. So Octane (laughs) of the Seattle Surge, formerly of the Seattle Surge, is finally free. This is by Octane. He stated on Twitter, officially a free agent moving into the offseason. I feel like I watched COD for two seasons, but no more, baby. Oh, boy. And then he... uh he was on the surge, right? Yes, yeah, he yeah. was. He he was the. They kept him to supposedly build a roster around him. Yeah. So, CDL Intel put out a tweet. This is from an interview that he did, that Octane did, and this was his final statement. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Um. Uh, also, I, I should give a shout out to Beth because Beth, you put this in our Discord, so thank you very much. And she also says I could be one hundred percent, I could one hundred percent be wrong, but I swear it felt like this time between Major Five and Champs was the first time hundred thieves played with the same roster in back to back events. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Is it really what it felt like? It felt like after every event, a tweet came out from hundred thieves saying, "Here's our recent. Here's going to be our roster for the stage." Here's our roster for stage five. Oh, wait, we're changing. Oh, here's stage five, part two, right? It's yeah, just yeah. fucking terrible. Um, Hopefully they figure it out in the off season. Absolutely. So CDL Intel, again, uh, this is what, this is what Octane said in an interview. And I quote, I typed this out this is exactly what he said. Dear Seattle surge. There's quite literally three people that I've talked to that I like. None of you know how to run an organization or be in call of duty. And yeah, that's my parting gift. To be honest, that's that's like dropping a bomb because yep. that is not going to entice new players nope. to come in or want to be on that team. Well, I'm not sorry. just new organizations to pick you up. 
Well, that too for him. When you're talking shit about the the org that had you, that that wanted that from the outside looking in, chose you to stay to build around you. Yeah. Now what other what the fuck happened there? Clearly there was something fuck fucked that happened because we you had a feeling that after the first season he just wasn't happy. And then Karma retires and he was on that team. Um they just never got to where they wanted to go. Then you had the full roster rebuild with Octane at the helm. It just and he he said that was word for word what he said out of his mouth. Out of my mouth, you, but it's his words. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. That is a bomb. That can, it's things like that. And I'm all for speaking your mind. Like I'm a hundred percent for speaking your mind because otherwise, how the fuck is anybody going to know? Like if you're just, oh yeah, everything's great over here. Fucking come on over to the Seattle search. We're going to win championships. And then, nah, this place fucking sucks. And uh, I'm glad I'm out. So uh, let's go win something now, please. Like, I'm glad he's able to speak his mind, but Will, you're right. That can damage reputations. So I hope it doesn't because like I said, I'm all for speaking your mind. And Octane, I wish you the best of luck, man, because man, these last two years have been shitty for you. So good luck. Okay. Destiny 2 reveal. Yeah, the Witch Queen. So if no, if you don't want Destiny spoilers, I guess get out of here. Savathun. Yes, Savathun is the next big bad, sister of Oryx, right? Yeah, yeah. So Oryx, um, for those who don't recall, the Taken King expansion in Destiny One, uh, which was really the revamp of Destiny One. It was what brought everything back to be bigger, better than ever before. Um, the raid boss was Oryx. Um, and you, you kill him sometimes a lot. Yeah. Based on how many times you did the raid, <laughs> but, uh, his sister, Savathun is the main baddie of witch queen. Yes. Go ahead. Um, from what they said in the reveal today is that, <laughs> The <laughs> Mars yes, says my uh, nips are vibranium. <laughs> Destiny two news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the tale of light versus darkness will come to an end in this final seasons. I guess you could say this final chapter. So there's this expansion, Lightfall, and then the final expansion that concludes the light and darkness saga yeah. is called the final shape. Yes. So I feel like playing so much destiny one, I always had sworn off destiny two. you and me both. And now that like the story is coming to an end, that's the only thing that's going to bring me back. Um, it looks really good too. I well, mean, we, just, we barely it saw anything. Um, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to grind it like I did last time. Sure. Where I don't think we need to. I got raid ready. I was ready for day one raid, which I had never done before. And you I, did play the raid too. Yeah. I can say I'm happy that I did it because I, it's something to like, that's a, you know, that's a check mark, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I got raid ready and played raid like re first week. Like, you got to experience it without like looking into it ahead of time and just 
experiencing it for yourself. I did play with a group who had completed it before. Sure, but you hadn't. Yeah. And that's the thing is that you get to you get to experience everything for the first time without necessarily the frustrations about having to spend hours upon hours trying to get every mechanic down. Right, right. So, no, it was a good time. Um, but, yeah, it's a destiny cycle. It's so bad. It's great, but it's bad. Mars says, "Oh, you are gonna, uh, you are gonna grind crazy hard. Trust me. You are also entangled in the bungee web of destiny." Yes, fucking bungee. It's no. really what it feels like, too. They keep pulling you back in. So oh, I, I, I'm hoping that once the light saga is over, I can just be like, "I'm done. I'm done." See, let it sail off into the sunset. So with the witch queen, so they've said this multiple times. What's up, hero? Welcome back, man. Good to see you. Um, they've said this multiple times. Where after they're getting away from Activision, mm-hmm. right? They now that they are independent and they've been independent for a little while, their goal with Destiny 2, again, this is their words, right? So you can take this as uh, with whatever amount of salt you want to, but they said that they truly want Destiny 2 to be the greatest action MMO ever made. It's a very lofty goal, right? Yeah. You don't put greatest and MMO in the sentence together without that sounding lofty as fuck because you obviously have the wow, the wows of the world. Final Fantasy is getting a lot of steam as well. You have New World coming out. But like a first-person shooter action MMO. Isn't it kind of the only one? Really feels like it. Because Warframe's a third-person action MMO. But like... Destiny 2, Bungie is really trying to push this in a direction that they want it to go. Not to just strictly be this whole, nah, it's just a, it's just a first person shooter with a little bit of an emphasis on story. That's it. No, they're trying to push this further. And at the end of that stream, they talked about how with the end game, they want it to be the most robust end game of any type of game, of any of that type of game ever. And by just giving you more things to do, different things to do, varied things to do, wanting you to want to come back while also allowing you to step away mm-hmm. and come back when you want to. So one thing I will say is the season that released today. Yeah. Um, season of the Lost. So Marasov is back fully. It was hinted at forever, but she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's fully back now. And for those who don't know Aldrin Sov, uh, her brother, the crow, the crow, right? Lost his memory, got fucked up. And then now is back as the crow. I think he has a different actual name now. Yeah. Um, I forgot what it is. Cause the spider fucking took him, took him, in took his, him under his wing. Yeah. 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 Made him kind of like an apprentice his leg. Oh, nice. Spider. His legs, his legs. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Mara Saab is back officially at this point. And she's trying to get into communication with uh, Savathun. So we're going to see how Aldrin was. A, yes, Aldrin was the original name, but what's his name now? Like, what is his new name, his guardian name or whatever? I thought he had a different name, though, instead of Crow. Like an act, like a name name. Either way, whatever. This new season, this is this is something different. This, this is something that uh, I saw that I really wanted to hit on for, for the Destiny folks out there. This season takes place 
up to the release of the witch queen. This isn't a three month season. This is six months. It's one season. If you look, so the game release, the, the expansion release is February 22nd, 2022. This new expansion, I mean, this new season, Season of the Lost, goes up until that point. So, and uh, this is supposed to be a prequel to The Witch Queen. So, with the with the um, weekly story mission that you're going to get, it'll probably all tie into one major moment towards the end, or maybe multiple major mo- moments that happen throughout the season, but there you go. Um... Probably the the two coolest takeaways, I guess you could say, is that uh, with Savathun, she has taken, like she has harnessed some power of the light and guardians to create hive guardians. Mm -hmm. And they also have subclasses. So they can use supers and shit is what it looks like, which is going to be rad. Um, There is a first person melee weapon in the glaive. First time ever in Destiny. And there's like a button combo. Yep. That you can use like a button melee combo. That's pretty fucking cool. And then, um, so in Halo, right? We're a Halo podcast, obviously. We talk about other things too. But Halo campaign, right? Mm-hmm. You have multiple difficulty modes. Easy, normal, heroic, legendary. Well, for the campaign, for Witch Queen, they will have their standard mode, right? And they'll have a legendary mode. And if you complete that legendary mode, they said it'll be very worth your while. I don't know what that includes, but they said it'll be very worth your while. And they said it is much more challenging. But they also said that regardless if you go it alone or you go with a fire team, the enemies scale. Yep. So that's really fucking cool. I feel like like Halo legendary, right? It's better to run it with the team. Yes. And then also for those who don't recall this, Way back in the D1 days, Destiny 1, that is, not Diablo. Uh, back in the Destiny 1 days, they had, you could play it at the normal level and then at the heroic level, right? So you yeah. could add, like, a little bit more of a damage modifier to enemies. Um, they were a little bit harder to kill. You got more experience. There was that a little bit easier way to level throughout the story, but it was a little more difficult. Um, so, yeah, excited to see what that is. And then Mar says probably the biggest one of them all. Weapon crafting is officially coming into Destiny 2. Now, my one worry about this, when they announced this, my immediate thought was, Will, you and I have been off the Destiny train for a little while. Mm -hmm. Did you know that they introduced transmog in the game? I don't even know what that is. You can take, uh, like, every piece of armor becomes an ornament now, and you can use that on any other piece of armor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they added that. Yep. And they added a brand new screen where you can do it all, make armor sets, whatever. They monetized the fuck out of it. Oh. Yup. That's my one worry about this. Is that they're going to do something similar, get a lot of backlash about it, and then maybe change it later. That's my one worry. I get it. They need to make money. They're an independent studio now. The base game of Destiny 2 is free to play. But you are paying for expansions. So I don't really like that. I'm fine with paying for expansions. That's fine. 
but you know, don't necessarily be charging me for other shit, but conversation for another day. But yeah, weapon crafting is officially coming into destiny Two, where you'll be able to do. So like right now, right. You have to, you have to try to get the role that you want for a weapon, right? Yeah. You have to try to get the mods that you want for the weapon, the perks that you want, whatever like it is. D1. Yep. Like D1. Um, with D2 and weapon crafting, it, it, from what they're saying, it sounds like you're going to be able to make the type of weapon that you want right away. But, and it's, it, the way that the economy works is that it's based off of how much you use that weapon, like a D1, mm. where if you kept using it, you'd get XP for that weapon, or you could pump it with motes of light. Remember way yeah. back in the day. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's the more though you use the weapon, the more I'm going to, I'm just going to call it XP that you get. They'll probably have a different system for it. Um, and then you can pump it into that weapon to make it bigger, better, better. So we'll see how it plays out, but this is something that could be really, really cool. Kind of defeats the purpose of having to keep rerunning the same shit over and over again, trying to get that perfect role. Yeah. Now I know that in D1, part of the fun was in that, but after doing it for so long and then doing it in D2 where it's just the same shit again, part of me is like, okay, this could be a cool system. We'll have to wait and see. But are you jazzed? Yes and no. I'm fucking jazzed. I just don't want to run into the thing. The like the the missions where it's like collect fifty spin metal. Oh no! You know things like that. Like no, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> like fuck right off. I just hope that we can play through a story and enjoy it. I couldn't agree more. That's in oh. Did you hear what they said about the story? Mm-mm. They're comparing it. Will, I, I hope you get a chuckle out of this because I did. Okay. They said, we want you, we want this to feel like an epic campaign, like a Doom, like a Doom 2016 or like Doom Eternal, a Titanfall 2, a God of War. It's not, not going to feel that epic. That's it. That's it. When they said God of War, because first, like, Doom, I'm like, the story's not that great in Doom. And then Titanfall 2 is like, the story's good, but it's over. It's overrated. It truly is. Guys, I'm sorry. Titanfall 2's story's overrated. Okay? For everybody that's saying it's the greatest FPS story of all time, it's not. It's good, but it's not the greatest thing ever. You're only saying that because the game's underrated as fucking didn't sell that well. Hot take. Um, For the record, I love Titanfall 2, and I wish more people played it. Uh, but comparing it to God of war, one of the, one of the, if not the greatest game of the generation, really, that's what you're comparing this campaign to. Oh man. Hey, if it doesn't deliver, then we can just say, Hey, it didn't deliver. It ain't God of war. Mar says, I'd argue that the story is amazing, but it's cool. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm not trying to shine your opinion. It, that was my hot take is that I truly believe it's just, it, it was overhyped. It is a good campaign though. I like the, I like the time traveling mechanics that were in place as well. Thought that added a cool little mix to the gameplay. Um, and Titanfall gameplay is just really, really fucking good. Just like destiny destiny's gameplay. That's what brings me back all the time. 
yes, the stories are fun. The characters are cool, but it's man. It's that gameplay. The gunplay just feels so fucking good in that game. Oh, my hand cannons. Hey, hopefully they, hopefully they bring them back for you. Oh, did you dude? So the fucking, the bungee 30th anniversary pack. Okay. So yeah, what what I so I was at work when this was going on. Sure. It's kind of like in and out. I'll help you. Well, thank it's you. All good. No this problem. So awesome. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I got my again. My voice just gonna get higher. Oh my god. That's all like Mickey Mouse. Um. So <clears throat> um, the Bungie 30th anniversary uh pack. Yeah. I say pack for a reason. Pack. Because in the thing. They said celebration. They said event. Great good times. Come out. Okay. So this pack is $24.99. Okay. You have to pay for it. Um, I think there will be a free. There might be a free version of something in the game. I don't know. But I do know for $25, you get a new dungeon. Oh yeah. That's the, in the motherfucking D one loot cave. Yeah. So they turned it into a dungeon. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, as Mar states, Yallerhorn is back. Yep. I did see that. Um, and also you like hand cannons. You said, yeah, yeah. They're bringing back classic D one weapons. One of them is a D one hand cannon. Which one? I forgot. Okay. So, yep. Um, Beth says, never played the Titanfall 2 campaign. Shocked, I know, LOL. But multiplayer was awesome. It absolutely was awesome. And you should play the campaign. Um, Mar says, so we got Witch Queen, Lightfall, and the final shape as the expansion names. Fuck. Yeah, we did. There'll be free things from the pack. The dungeon is going to be epic. I fucking hope so, man. I thought that was really cool. What a great throwback to like, hey, this thing that everybody exploited yeah. in D1. Let's just dive. I mean, they already brought it back in D2. Let's lean into it more. Yeah, fucking go right in there. You're the fucking Luke Cage. Oh, my God. Um, Josh, all I need to know, all the D1s are coming back. All the D1 weapons are coming back slowly. Okay. As long as they're cool. And they play well. That's the big thing. Balanced properly. Yep. Oh, uh, and they got an anti cheat. They're working with Battle Eye. They are. They are. Um, Beth says, agree. If, if Destiny had a good ranking system, I would have played it a ton. Well, hey. You know, now with anti-cheat coming in, who knows? Maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. I'm not a big PvP guy in Destiny. I feel like there's too but too many variables. When you dunk on somebody, it's fun as hell. But when you get dunked on, uh-uh. The trials is coming back. And that's like one of their big things with the anti-cheat because that's like the height, the height of Destiny competitive. Yes. And people weren't playing it because of the cheaters. And they changed the way they're changing the way the loot pool works. Yeah, you so, can still get things. Yeah, so now instead of solely being based on the amount of wins that you have, it's based off of round wins and uh, match wins. Yeah, and so it, you do, and also if you do go flawless, there is still exclusive rewards for you at the lighthouse, where uh, exclusive cosmetics and then um, adept version of the versions of weapons are only available for Matt. So. Really cool that you're still getting that opportunity to for exclusive stuff if you go flawless. And then also, like, if you just want to dibble-dabble and try your, to try your hand at getting some rewards from Trials, you still you can do that. Pretty fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I'm... Man. 
That fucking game, dude. I I respect and I at times agree with the statement of oh, Destiny 2. It's just more of the same shit. You're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. But at the same time, that game's really fucking fun to play. Just from a gameplay perspective. And that's really that's a, a lot of what it comes down to is if the game feels good to play. Yeah. And that game really feels good to play. And on top of that, this last we ran through the story together on the the last expansion. Beyond Light, yeah. Beyond Light. And it's just it's co-op so fun like us giving sh- each other shit when we're not in the same area yep. getting, no, getting over here and in the fucking when we were when we were looking for secrets in the Braytech area yeah the Braytech laboratory we just ran through it yeah and we were we were running a, we were running away from enemies that were far more powerful than us because we thought there was something hidden somewhere it turns out you just needed a mission unlocked to yeah get it. you just need to go further in order to get what we found but we found it like that's we got it it's so cool that's fucking so cool and then they have like those exotic missions where uh that exotics uh that exotic like rifle like bolt action rifle or whatever oh, the yeah. fuck it was and that mission that was tied to it was like spooky there's a lot of ambiance to it and it's just i love how now that they're away from activision because i, I really do feel a lot of the stem from that mm-hmm. i i love how it finally feels like they're they're going to be able to do what they want to do with it and there's a reason why this didn't happen at first. Like there's a reason why this didn't happen immediately when they got away from Activision, because they said that they said right after they left and they announced that here's what we're working on. We are working on crossplay. We are working on all this. Here's the announcement of Lightfall. right? When they said all that, mm-hmm. uh, um, Luke Smith also said in that live stream that guys, this isn't going to be an overnight change. So don't expect that. Instead, here's what we're doing. And and in like as seasons continue, as we're able to progress, we, we're going to implement these things. We're going to make this into the best. There it is again. The, the best um, first-person shooter action MMO. Like that's what their ultimate goal is to be. So, um, uh, Mar says... Mar, uh, Mar says Gamescom had no Halo. Okay, Bungie had our backs so well. And he said, by the way, people who complained about Gamescom not having Halo weren't paying attention to social media. So to quickly touch on that, uh, when so typically, typically someone from 343 has been out there saying that, hey, to temper expectations, here's what to expect, right? That didn't happen. At least I didn't see that with the Xbox stream for Gamescom earlier today. Therefore, since I did not see that, I just assumed that we weren't going to see anything. So there's that. We still have opening night live. Uh, we talked We talked about briefly what Maddie said in the Discord where uh, Halo Infinite is up for um, a best of Gamescom award. And there is a qualification behind that, that they have to show a 10 minute demo or a video. Um, now, whether or not that's behind closed doors or to the public, that's not listed. So take that as you will, but there you go. Um, but no, I, it, 
the only information that we have to go on, the literal only information that we have to go on is Joe Staten saying that the release date is coming really soon. Tie a fucking bow on it and ship that shit away. That's all we got. So sit tight and just wait. That's all we can do. Yeah. Destiny 2, the Witch Queen. It's coming. And uh, like I said, uh, February, Jesus Christ, February 22nd, 2022. So this coming February. Um, Will, anything you also want to add before we move on? No, I'm good. All right. Oh, I guess I'll just ask you, do you think the Rockers should stay together? Yes or no? Yes. I agree. Um, there was one quickly on the halo front because I saw this opinion on Twitter or this question on Twitter in terms of halo infinite and, uh, the, the forge being delayed. How is this going to affect, um, competitive, right? Like if a change needs to happen on a map or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. My, so I thought about it and my response to that is forge is being delayed for the public. Yes. Forge as a development tool or the developers aren't being delayed for in like them. Yeah. 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 The three, four, three industries. So what I'm getting at is we very well could see modified versions of maps to cater to HCS settings, even with forge not coming at launch because that's not, they don't need that. They have internal tools. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Um, so that, that, I just wanted to put a bow on that as well, because I just remembered that, uh, best says, I hope they stick together. I really like that roster. I did too. I felt like they gelled together. Once the standee and major maniac move happened, I felt like they really started to gel. I think if one person is on the hot seat, it's major. Sure. Cause there, I feel like there are other ARs out there that can perform better. Sure. But the team comp is so good. Like, do you right now? Do you do you dabble with changing that? I don't. Think I wouldn't. You do. I wouldn't. I would the wait. Chemistry is good. I would wait for Vanguard to release. I would wait till you get an event under your belt to really think about it. Because well, the, by that time, though, everyone's signed. Not necessarily. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Like, it, it, do you have a do you have a veteran who is on a free agent list? Who was our sniper in Modern Warfare? Wasn't We're, that? Uh, I can envision his face in my yeah, head. yeah, same. What was his name? Fuck. What was his name? We had Asim. We had Silly. We had. God RX. God RX. Yeah. yeah. I, I got him. there. I could see him coming back to be a good AR. No, I don't want him. No? No. All right. No. Nope. Especially in World War II where it's not all fancy fancy. What if it's what if for some godforsaken reason we have an online event again? We knew what happened. He kills it on land. Though. Yeah. He's a land guy. Land is fantastic. Online's a whole different story. I want consistency, Will. All right. Yeah. I'm not opt I don't want to be opt Chicago right now. Right? <laughs> No offense, Beth. Like I said, I, I predicted them to go further than they did. I wish they did, but it is what it is. All right. It's time for 
Whales Adventures with an A-Lovers. You really wait for me to push the damn button. And other games too. You could have just said it and then I pushed the button as you were saying What it. I should have done was I should have reached over and pressed oh, it. Oh, great. And then set it in your mic. <laughs> well, what'd you play last week? Play Valor and Apex. You played Apex? Yeah. Uh, my buddy Joe is into the 3v3 mode, so we've been playing oh, that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I suck, but I'm, I'm okay. That is ranked, right? It uh, can be. Do you Are you playing ranked or no? A little no? bit. Okay. I have not played enough placement matches. Who are you are, Who are you uh, choosing as your... Well, we, we've been flipping it around a lot. I started off as Lifeline for the revives. Love Lifeline. And then, because now... Like I, when you played, her shield used to go up when you were reviving, right? That's no longer a thing. You just throw her bot out and you can continue to play while her bot revives. Oh, I thought. Okay, cool. So that's new, but so that was an advantage, right? In 3v3s, yeah. you, you have, you're able to revive and still play. Awesome. You're not down that's reviving cool. someone. But then I switched to Bloodhound for the scans. What about Seer? That's who I'm on now is Seer. Those wall hacks, bro. Wall hacks, yep. <laughs> now I heard that Seer just got patched. Like for what? just got patched. Either today or yesterday, I think oh. a patch went off for Seer. Great. Have fun. N- nerfing the new <laughs> Probably, guy probably. To be honest, the, yeah, the wall hacks are. I heard it's a lot. It's a lot? Be- well, yeah. Doesn't every champion or whatever they call them in that game, like just in any class-based game or hero-based game. Always Every new strong. one comes out too strong. Yeah. Then they have to dial it in. So I mean, if you think about it, though, like his Q ability to send out the whatever, it only does 10 damage. Like, you're not doing a lot of damage. No. But doesn't that add, like, a tracer or something? For a second. It just reveals them for a second. Okay. That's not bad. No, and it's like, it's a cone, right? So, like, it's, I don't know. I understand why it's, why it's seen to be overpowered in that game, but Whatever. It is what it is. How's Valorant going? Bronze three still. You getting there? Trying. I believe in you. Joey and I haven't played in a while. Trust me. I'm I'm itching, man. I'm itching. Soon. Soon, 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 soon. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Um, Beth says... Uh, none taken, LOL, on the Optic Chicago oh, yeah, yeah. statement. And then she says, I don't know that I expected much more from them, to be honest. They historically tend to start out cold and lose their first series, which used to not be a big deal when the first match was pool play. But with first round actually meaning something now, that tendency putting them into hole from the rip. Yeah. yeah. And then Mar says, Optic, I need a drink. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, Optic, I'm sorry too, man. I mean, Mar, I'm sorry too, man. That's Jesus Christ. But yeah, uh, Valorant and Apex, that's been the two games. Uh, Valorant is coming out with a butterfly knife, apparently, Ooh. in a bundle that costs 7,100 credits. That's a lot of money. And they're like, um, from the look of it, they're they're like real, more realistic looking guns with like random attachments. Oh. So like, it was showing like, like they had like a green laser or a purple laser or like some, some of them had like four grips or something like what in the fuck really looking weird. So I'll, I'm excited to see when those actually come out, what they, what they look like. And then the yeah, others, there was a butterfly knife. 
which it it's cool, but there's nothing like special about it. It's the CS:GO expansion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, no, I that's that's something I love about what they do is that while their skins are fucking incredibly expensive, the the game is free. So, gotta make money somehow. Mm-hmm. And well, obviously, I wish skins were cheaper. Hey, the game is free. Can't complain. Yep. What'd you play? I played Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. No shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a flying polar bear. Okay. It's uh, it was a free event, and uh, you do two quests. They're very easy, and you get a polar bear. And now, because I did not know this, my friend, uh, my coworker, told me about this. Um because of the changes that they made to the game, uh, flying was uh, introduced to the game with the first expansion. But now we're so far into it, they actually added flying to the base game. Oh. And since they did that, every single mount can fly now. Huh. Yep. So I have a flying polar bear and it's dope. All right then. Um, and then I didn't add it here, but uh, I played Dirt 5 because I'm still plugging away at it. I completed another expansion in that game. So the only thing I have left to do is complete the main campaign. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then also played some Magic the Gathering. Um, still just playing tabletop right now with the wife. And uh, I hope she's not listening right now because I got some more cards, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. So that's what I played. I'm really, 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 really loving Magic. It's really fun. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, it's time for some shout outs. I would say shout out to join shout out to everyone who joined the community play date, but I don't think, I don't think we had one. No, we didn't. So to whoever joins the next one, shout out to you. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. I don't think we had any new ones either. So just people hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. You, you, you're good with your mic there trying to be good it's not cooperating oh man fucking boom arm piece of shit come on road fix your shit it's it's a great boom arm I'm if it stayed in place positioning it weird i, I think it's i okay. need more slack on the cable the cable's pulling it yeah um and a special so happy belated birthday to batchford and uh, a special happy belated birthday to brian aka brian makes games also, if I'm not mistaken, is celebrating, um, hold on, give me one it second. someone's birthday on Twitter today. Oh, was it? As of today, it is his one year anniversary of working at Respawn. Oh, really? Yes. So congratulations, Brian, and happy belated birthday to you, good sir. Yes. It was a pleasure meeting you in your 100 Thieves jersey. Yeah. And I'll post Chicago. Um, yeah. Mar rage. Obviously it was a pleasure to meet you guys too. We got to give the birthday shout outs. You know what I mean? So there's that. Who, who is, who else's birthday was it on Twitter? I don't know. I'm trying to find it. And I just, uh, gosh, I feel bad. It's okay. We can catch him next week too. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. If you find it, let me know. Um. Oh shit! I didn't even include that thing. In, oh my god! What? What? We are. I am a terrible uh. Fucking. 
podcast host. Jesus Christ. Um. Hey, Will. Yeah. Can I ask you a quick favor? What's that? Can we get back just real quick? Because this is actually important. Can I get back to the competitive news? From four minutes and 56 <laughs> seconds into the show, we're now two hours and four minutes and 25 seconds. Time into the for show. some competitive news. I'm not doing the sound bite. Fuck. There you go. Tashi put out a tweet with a gif that said, that had a contract being signed that says it's official with the, with the statement of hashtag HCS. Tashi, when is the first and where is the first event? Tell me now. I'll hit you up in the DMs, right? <laughs> I'll slide on in there. I'll slide in those DMs. You better give me that info. All right? I'll be waiting. That's it for the competitive news again. Dude, Two man. hours into the show. Um, you can you can change the the scene back. Thank you. Community creations. Halo memes every day. Every day. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Clips of the week number 119 by High Tech Reddick. It's over on YouTube. It's got a mixture of Halo 5, some split gate clips in there too. That's a game I need to try to dive back into is a little bit of split gate. Now that it's on consoles, on these mouse and keyboard warriors. I mean, Halo the Flood photo is by Fletch. It's fucking dope. It's like a recreation of um, Halo the Flood, the book, the cover art for the book. And it looks damn good. Our partners in Podcast Evolved, shout out to you guys. We'll plug you later too. They have updated art and graphics, which look phenomenal, by the way. This is by Podcast Evolved and Quint. Check out the tweet. Just updated, upscaled, looks fucking awesome. Um, oh, shit. Uh, Beth says Spartan also teased an announcement in the trailer he did for the Q and a video he's posting. I did not see that. I did not see that. Huh? Thank you for bringing it up. And that's it for the competitive news. Again. Um, Mar says waiting in that post show to ask about Pokemon TCG. I'm curious. I'm, and I'm only four days in. Uh, Mar, we probably won't do a post show if I'm being completely honest with you. So please go ahead and ask now and we will uh, quickly address it before we close out the show. So please do. Um, Next up, Falling Esports Montage Tease. It's by Falling Esports on Twitter. It's a little bit of a tease. Go check that out. Will, that's all I got for the community creations and for the three-time interruption of competitive news for the show. <laughs> Without further ado, sir, would you mind plugging the show? Find us on your favorite podcast services. Search for HGS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Pocket and a cast. Join the Discord. Join the community discussion. Lots of good things going on over there. Get some uh, updates on when we're doing things as well. And all of the workings of what's going on. Pretty much. 
Pretty much. Discord. Yeah, join it. Links provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show or just reach out to us. Uh, you can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We're on Twitch. If you're listening, you didn't know that all these uh, <laughs> people we're talking to during the show is if, our Twitch chat. You thought we're on Mixer. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Dead wrong. Wrong streaming service. You thought we're on Facebook gaming? Nah. YouTube gaming? Nah. We do have a YouTube though. We do. We do. Go, go check that out. If you want to catch the bot afterwards. Thank God. Oh, I gotta I gotta update the link in the in the template. Because it is now just youtube.com forward slash HCS Pro Talk. Yeah, yeah. And then uh go to hcsprotalk.com where you can find a link to the merge in the top right corner that we we need some new shit. I know we do. Josh knows we do. You guys probably know we do, but be patient. Things will come. Merch, 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 merch. I feel like we've merch, had enough merch, patience merch, with Maddie. Merch, Just release merch, it. Merch, Just merch, kidding. Merch, <laughs> merch, 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 Maddie Rums merch. I'm going to hit this mute button over here and close up. <laughs> Don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. If you want lore, missions, books, blocks, and top Halo news stories, check them out. Holy moly. Halopodcast.com. You're home for Halo. They got new artwork, bitch. Go check them out. Please. Please, please do. Seriously. They, they, if you want just an all around phenomenal hub for all things Halo and not us because we're, we're partnered with them. Like, like Will said, anything that has to do with lore, stuff that has to do with outside of the game. Like if you just, if you like the collectibles, the mega blocks, stuff like that, they have everything you could possibly need. And then there's us, (laughs) you know, we're we're just slapped on the side there. Yeah. Just a couple shitters, you know, just, (laughs) (laughs) it's great. It's fucking great. Mar, if you're going to post about Pokemon TCG, do it now. So I can address it before we close out the show, but will, yeah. There's one last thing I want to say before we close out the show. Okay. Besides the Pokemon D- TCG thing that Mar may or may not post in the chat. Guys. Um, Will, I'm obviously not going to give anything away, but I just want to say right now. We have something really cool coming up in the future of the show. Something really, really cool. Um. I guess you could say it's something that's been like in the works for a while. <laughs> technically, right? Technically, yeah, but not technically. technically. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say we dropped the ball the first time <laughs> and we're not going to drop the ball the second time. But we have, we have something really, really cool coming up pretty soon with the show. And for those who might be paying attention to the number of episodes of this show so far, there's a milestone coming up. What? What? Nothing. Yeah. I'm not saying what it is. 200 episodes. Yeah, we are 200 episodes. We'll be 200 episodes in. It's 200 weeks, people. That's 200. Well, 200 weeks. (laughs) I mean, not necessarily. No, because we had some interviews. Yes. But regardless, 200 episodes of the show it's a major milestone we never thought we never thought we'd fucking hit anywhere near. i mean we almost didn't even start the show so uh from us to you from everybody listening 
anybody who has listened, thank you all for everything. This show wouldn't be without you guys. For all the community members, for all the community tournament organizers out there, for all the players of the tournaments, this show wouldn't be without you. So, like I said, we have something really, really special coming up very soon. And I can't fucking wait. All right. Yeah. Um, with that, let's read Mars' question. He says, I was going to ask about your experience with the TCG and also any pointers for a new player. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm going to take like one minute to explain this real quick. I got to get it out the closet. <laughs> You're fine. I got to get it out the closet. Okay. This is not an ad, by the way. This is just really cool. Um, for a new player, what I would highly recommend, um, especially if you have somebody else to play with and you're playing the um, tabletop game, I highly recommend the Pokemon trading card game Battle Academy. Uh, the reason why I highly recommend this is because it comes with three complete decks, um, a Pikachu deck, a Charizard deck, and a Mewtwo deck. Um and the really cool thing about this is, is that the Pikachu and the Charizard decks are designed to be easy to learn and easy to play with a more intermediate level of deck with the Mewtwo deck where you can play with once you have a little bit more knowledge under your belt. Um, the really cool thing about this box set is that, like I said, three complete decks in the box ready to go. Um, and it also comes with a uh, game board that is like a like a hard cardboard like you get like a, in any traditional board game mm-hmm. right so really really well done set um it's it's like cheap it's relatively cheap and um i'm pretty sure you can find it on amazon or whatever i think that's where we found it um but yeah this is what i would absolutely 100 without a doubt recommend to any new pokemon tcg player who wants to play tabletop um my experience with the TCG, like it a lot. Uh, Natan and I, right now, we're really into magic right now, but um, still play Pokemon every now and again. I have a few more decks sitting in the closet there. Uh, the thing I love about uh, the Pokemon TCG is that I think it's the easiest to get into, the easiest to understand. Um, and Pokemon, one of the most well-known franchises in the world, right? So it's very popular. There's a lot of people that play it. People play it competitively. There's a world championship that takes place. Um but no, it's it's really just simple, fun, engaging. It's a great, great TCG. The one thing I will say is that the online version, the the online client to Pokemon TCG, while it is fun, you cannot buy packs with real money, which when you want to build a collection sucks. Like you have to pay to get coins. You have to play to get coins to then use to unlock packs. And so it takes a long time. Also, the only way, the only way to get um, like full-blown decks and whatnot or packs other than just playing the game is you can buy the physical decks. You can buy booster packs. 
And then you get a code in the booster pack to give you a one-to-one relation to the online game. So again, the only thing I'm not a fan of is that you can't, I mean, woe is me. You can't spend re- like your real money on packs in game. That's, that's the one thing that I'm not a big fan of with the online game. But other than that, Pokemon TCG is dope. And, uh, I, like I said, I think it's the easiest TCG to get into. Very well-known characters. Cards are really cool. Some really cool mechanics as well. And, uh, yeah, you don't have, you don't have a life bar, right? You don't have like life points or a life token or anything like that. You have prize cards, um, that you earn by knocking out Pokemon. It's just a really fucking cool TCG. So that's, that's my thoughts on it. Um, Mars says, I wish you had something like that. I'm also playing MTG as well. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking invested in that shit, dude. Holy shit. I think I have now 17 decks of MTG, seven commander and 10 standard. So it's fucking rad, dude. That game's dope. Um, Cool. I'm sorry to go on about that. Well, um, my move goal, my move ring is closed. So (laughs) do, do, do too much of this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 197 of HGS pro talk. I want to thank you very much for listening, um, about everything that we talked about today and the Pokemon TCG stuff. Uh, I want to thank you very much for watching. If you're watching live, thank you so much. If you're watching the YouTube VOD, thank you so much. Like I said, if you're listening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, it is greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, like Will mentioned in the plugs, if you ever want to reach out to us, if you want to talk to us, we're on Twitter. Tweet at us. Send us a DM. We're always available. Get in the Discord. We're always available. Like, just join the conversation. It'll be a fun time. Love to have you. That'll do it for us. We'll be back next week to talk about God knows what. Maybe a release date. Who the fuck knows? Whew. All right, we'll be back next week. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, have a great one.